minutes 38 remaining. They lead by 10 points. It's Fremantle's game now. to lose here. Sandalands the big fist. Oh, look at that what field. Are you Bow rounds are done, finally. Yeah, get back to full-on, everyday, all-day, weekend AFL. Finally watch nine games in a weekend. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to probably aim for it. Um, it was actually good to not have a loss this weekend, though, but um, I'll be very happy once, once we get to watch some more games. The boys did good against the bye. It's great Thursday night footy again this week, but you just don't have to wait as long on Sunday for the football, which is it's a bonus for me. Yeah, um, uh, I'm really big on having an early, like the three-tiered games on Sunday, so the early, yep. the mid and the late game. Game into Love game into it. game. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, shall we launch into it, mate? Yeah, we'll launch in. We had, we didn't promise anything, but we said during the buy round that we might be able to try keep up with the Dockers players. Um I did no good. I tried to add Sonny Walters and Ibbotson on Instagram and I got donuts, so I stopped trying. I think I'm pretty sure I follow um, a few of the boys. Um, There's like a few that are public. Blakely but and, yeah, yeah, but they don't really have Weller. Um, Weller's that, just all this sunglass modelling. It's all modelling, yeah, it is. It's yeah. a good-looking rooster, though. Um, oh, very good-looking rooster. I saw the Dockers, probably the best we'll get, I saw the Dockers post something... Um, and it was just uh, a bit of a, a three-way photo. And so the first photo was um, uh, John O'Griffin's uh, having a baby with his wife. Second well, congratulations. photo was yeah. Second photo was Lockie Neal's engaged to his missus. Third photo was Sheridan sitting on a couch with his mum wearing tracky pants. <laughs> that was mm. like, and Sheridan's wearing trackies, <laughs> and his hair was looking outrageous as well. Yeah. So, um, so that's all we got for you. Yeah, that's all we got. Hopefully, someone got got away to Bali and uh, got around it. Hope so. So we'll move. We'll move through this this week. We're gonna. We'll probably jump straight into the MRP and get stuck into that. But we've got top threes for everyone. We've got an exciting Ruffy Club. We're gonna take a look at the game coming ahead. We got the eleven o'clock. We got the first game on Sunday, Juddy, down at Skilled. Oh, the early. Yeah, they would put that game early because it's gonna be a drubbing. <laughs> Hopefully not. But, um, yeah, the, the old Dockers weird times games. We always get the weird game when we're away, don't you reckon? Like the one yeah. game, which is like 11 a.m. in Perth. Um, alrighty, so, yeah, you should definitely follow our bets from now on because we're on quite a few in a row at the moment. So yeah. the Ruffy Club I'm is suddenly becoming the certainty that. club, mate. Yeah, and if you're down in your tips, get around it. Like, great way. If you're down in your tips and need to get ahead, you're going to have to pick a roughie. So you should be tuning in, getting one from the boys. Yeah, exactly. And chuck, chuck some money on while you're at it. Um, yeah, we 100%. Right. So, so the MRP this week, um, just a little follow-on from last week. You were uh, you were talking about how Dermy came out and said Lee Montang is soft as butter in in more ways than one. Um, and, and then... Montagna gave him a call to ask him what, what was going on. So, follow on from that, Damien Barrett has come out in his bloody, the worst article going around, the sliding doors, and said, 
that Lee Montagna shouldn't have done that and Dermot's allowed to voice his opinion. Just think that's so crap that it's all one way, so the players can't challenge anything the media says. Is that right? Like, <laughs> how is Montagna not allowed to call and clarify what he meant? Because it was like a loose that he fought. You know, it was a rumor around the AFL that he fought for the kick in, or it was something like that. I don't know if it. But he, how is he not allowed just to ring and be like, "Hey, mate, what was that about?" Like, well, I don't think that anyone had any uh, like recourse if Montagna wrote an article about Dermot Brereton. Like, he's allowed to do that as much as Dermot can write an article about him. How can you call someone out for just making a phone call? I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's, that's uh, you know, um, getting up there. Medium impact, I'd say. Um, Damien Barrett's already on a lifetime ban. Um, he is. We banned his, I'm pretty sure we banned his kids last week. <laughs> Remember doing whole, any media. Yeah, we're still working on how to give out due punishment and how to get authority over these public figures. <laughs> Once we do, we promise they won't get back on air. Well, Pav's on the um, the players board or whatever it's called, um, players representative. So maybe yep. we can get him um, get him to you know swing his big dick around or something. And I mean, guilty until proven guilty around here. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah. Well, it's just guilty because we're not going to prove anything. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna jump back. I'll dive in. We're gonna get back on our favourite whipping boy, Robbo. Because speaking of people who just continually get back up after giving lifetime bans, there's been a lot this week talked about diving. So before I get into what Robbo said, maybe you can let us know what you think about whether it's becoming more prominent. Whether it's an issue, is it too hard for umpires to judge on the field? Like, should they be giving away free kicks? What do you think? Yeah, it is too hard to judge. And I think when there's been contact, it's hard sometimes to to judge how over the top the player's reaction was. Yeah. So, like the, you know, people get suspended because the fall down highlights how you got hit in the face. And that's often how you win a free kick. Um and, and you don't win any prizes for copping one on the chin and not responding and not getting a free kick, and then you've just copped one on the chin for no reason. So yeah. I don't know. Like it, Obviously, you don't want people soccer diving because that's terrible yeah. to watch. Yeah, but definitely. People, people get shamed pretty hard for, for even you know maybe diving. I think they so, do. So I don't think it's a problem. I um, think to shame someone for really, at the end of the day, they're just doing whatever it takes to be in the game of football. Yeah, and I think what is a bad look is making it look like something happened when it didn't at all. So the soccer one, like when you dive when no one touched you, yeah. compared to accentuating contact to make it more obvious, it's a grey area, but it's a lot different. Like it's a completely different kettle. Yeah. Um, but spe- so specifically yeah, on the, the weekend where Robbo called out rants on Franklin, the incident... And one thing that always gets me with the umpires is the retaliation free kick. I think that's not a... I hate that, how it's... Both players have done pretty much the same action, but they're getting it for the retaliation. So really, Rance took a hit, Buddy's hit him, you know, and he's just gone down. He's got the free kick. He's gone to MRP, uh, the match review panel, not the media, <laughs> and, and he's been cleared. So he's done nothing wrong. But then Robbo's given us this slap, and I mean, I don't know, Robbo called him out again for being soft, a lot of people doing that these days in the media. Mate, Robbo would fold like origami on a football field. 
Well, he folds like origami with his opinion every second week because I'm pretty sure oh. I heard him talking about how tough France was last Mate, week. Before, walking so. down the street, he'd be that bloke that goes left, right, left, right, left, right, scared to get round you. <laughs> yeah, so look, I, the problem is if he was really hard on all players that dived consistently, because next week he'll come out and say that Rance is a tough player. So yeah. it's, it's, it's really crap to hear him talk about that when you know that's not what he thinks. He's just trying to make a like a headline article point yep. in the media. Yeah, he sucks. So, um, yeah, again, Robbo, what are you doing, mate? Well, he's still on a lifetime ban as well, so I don't know. Does Robbo have kids? I doubt he's married. Do you reckon he's married? <laughs> if he's married, he's divorced. Um, there was another one. So um, this was what, you know one of the first times we've actually, well, I've actually come out with the positives. So Buckley's come out and said how, one, how crap the media is. And he's a big media man. So he does a lot of different you know shows and he's on 360. Yeah, he's on Classified. Classified a couple of things and does a, like talks lots of media a lot. He's come out and said how bad the media report things, and so they take things out of context. You know, they really hassle players, um, and the doorstep sort of um, questioning yeah. or bombarding when you know they catch a player leaving the club and like, hey, what do you think about this? And it's sort of like, leave him alone. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like you're asking him about his injury or something. Like, just find out. Like, they're not going to hide it from you. Um, yeah, they walk out of the hospital hobbling and it's like as if they know, you know, oh. straight away. The worst one was today I saw a video of a reporter hustling Lin Jong outside of, I think, the club, but, you know, not in a media room and being like, oh, tell us what you're feeling about your ACL injury. It's like, well, what do you think he's going to say, mate? Like, is that a, is that a hard-hitting journalism? Asking someone yeah. that's had something bad happen. It'd be like asking someone, you know, after a car crash, Oh, how are you feeling about this car crash? Well, obviously not good, all right? Um, it's just... I think a lot of it could come back, and I'm not sure if it is related, obviously, but like the Fasolo thing. So coming out, so I don't know if that's like Buckley being like, all right, you know, Fasolo's come out and said he's got depression, like some issues associated with him, AFL player, superstar, attention that he might get, things. Like Buckley could be indirectly saying like, you guys, you know, reel it in, like, these guys just unfortunately got this talent to play this game. They love playing this game and the things that go with it, you can't prepare them for it. You know, like, have a look, you know, if, if, and if they're, if they're coming in and saying to Buckley, like, mate, I'm like so sick of this. Of course he's going to have to do something and good on Bucks for doing it. Yeah. Um, it, it does sort of beg the question a little bit, doesn't it? But I yeah. think people, yes, we want media access but we also don't need, you know, people annoyed. Like, we don't need that much football news that we need to know, like, what Lin Jong's feeling. We already know he's done his knee. We don't need to ask him what he's feeling like. Like, they'll come mm. out, he'll say something, it's fine. Like, it's not like that's hard-hitting. It's a different yeah. story if, like, you know, uh, and we'll get to this a little bit later in the top three, it's a different story if there's an actual scandal going on or, you know, like yeah, last year when the, Ad, when, the, when the Adelaide coach got, uh, unfortunately, um, passed away. You know, those sort of things are a little bit more time-sensitive. Asking Lin John how he feels today, it, no one cares. We all know. It's mm. not news. You missed last Leave year's grand final with injury. You've just ended your season again. How are you feeling, mate? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's just classic, 
classic Janet Ross line wouldn't have let that go. I'll tell you, give you the hot tip. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a couple. And Kelly Underwood apparently also came out um, and said, yeah, she reckons open the doors. If you don't want people do- doorstep questions, open the door. Have, hey, Kelly, mate. Mm. Kelly, we got no sexist sexism around here. No, you bend. And yeah. also, I'm very glad you're not commentating it anymore because you sucked. She um, commentated um, the Melbourne Doggies game. Oh, wow, I watched that. I'm not sure what... She would almost be refreshing given the some of the garbage gets thrown around on live TV, though. You know, I've come full circle with BT. Um, I kind of have. so annoyed by him, but his yo chat was just... you just got to laugh at him. You can't take him Mate, seriously. He's an yo. internet goldmine. Internet oh, yeah. goldmine. His, his videos on the net are so funny. Um, he, have you seen the one where they, they combined a razio and yo? Yeah. So it's a razio yeah. fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Well, we'll... <laughs> there are a few positives in there. Anyway, yeah, um, we'll so push that's the through. MRP for this week, and we're going to jump into we're going to jump into the this week's top three. Oh, why not? That's it is media related, I suppose. Oh, I thought, yeah, somewhat the media. So this week, this week we've gone with top three AFL scandals. So scandals to come out in the AFL, and it's come kind of me during the week was watching an ESPN thirty for thirty documentary on. The New York Mets and two players in particularly, who the documentary was based on, talking about playing on amphetamines, and yeah, they right. were, which is which was crazy to hear them talk about it. They were both rookies of the year, um, World Series champions, played on amphetamines. Said that didn't couldn't play, could not play on them. It was like systematic use of illicit drugs. Like they would time it perfectly um, with innings. Like they'd know when to take them. Like. It was wow, crazy like hearing him talking about Armstrong, except with amphetamines. Yeah, which I thought was crazy, which made me think of not trying to drop any eagles, bringing up the cousins thing, whether or not that was, you know, that's we don't know. But it was just crazy to hear him talk about that and the whole scandal, like the whole team, um, yeah, was just heavily involved in illicit drugs. Interestingly, with baseball, you know how they all chew tobacco. Yeah, um, a few of my American mates talk about it, and they chew tobacco. They say it's like, you know, it's like a really big, it's like, like 20 cigarettes at once type thing. Um, and that a lot of the baseball people use it as like their stimulant because it doesn't show up. It's pretty, yeah. um, ugh. you know, if you need that much stimulant to hit a ball like that, it's not like baseball. I don't know, it's not really a thinker's game. <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, it's a yeah. long game. But hey, anyway. Jump into your, your third of the top three. Scandals, mate. My number three, and this is the second time he's getting in the top three, Jack Stevens shaving his mullet. Mate, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> the guy makes top three last week and then suddenly shaves his mullet. Um, it's I a had bit to bring of a tragedy. It it's a bit of a tragedy, yeah. isn't it? He made um, the Dockers' worst haircut list and he's not even a Dockers player and then he turns around and shaves it. Not a lot of faith. And then they, then they lost, didn't they? Right, well, yeah. go figure. Um, <laughs> uh, so my third one, um, well, it's pretty obvious, but it wasn't the funniest one, but the whole Essendon thing, just because it dragged on for so long, it was probably one of the mm. biggest scandals. Um, and the main main thing is they've apparently settled all 
um, out like out of court things with the players, the Essendon Football Club, except one. I think it's just one, might be two. One of them is Love at Murray. Love at <laughs> Murray wants like two million dollars in uh, compensation because he thinks his daughter's a little bit off. <laughs> and it's like. And they're like, it's it sort it sort of sounds like a you know she's dominating things. under sevens netball, yeah. <laughs> like oh it's, it's he's not going to win I don't think, um he wants millions of dollars the rest of them have had like payouts but not not ludicrous he wants like way more. Um, he's welcome to try it on because he reckons that and then the best thing is it's like, well you're going to have to prove that that can whatever they put in you could have possibly got into sperm, which could have possibly got in... You know, like, it's it's a, a lot different to a pregnant or conceiving mother mm. having something. The, the father have to be pretty bad. Um, so, that yeah, that was my top, my third one. Pro- probably more than Love at Murray one than the... The, the Love at one. Murray one should have just... That should be number three. Love at Murray um, trying to climb. You, you go, number two, mate. My number two, it's one of my favourite players... Um, outside of who doesn't wear a doctor's jersey, Mr. Buddy Franklin, during the era, the late noughties, is it? Is it the late 2000s? 2015. Now, when he was getting around with Crawford, when Crawford was still, when they won oh, their back first premiership. The, the Hawks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so back then when it was all getting oh, around. Oh, that was. Yeah. Yeah, so there was talk of him um, sleeping around a bit. I don't know if Crawford said it or it was in his book, but there's the rumour of 100 girls in a year. Yeah, the triple-figure N-word is what they called him. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a lot of that. There's also the three-strike thing with the drugs um, and just all that and him having the car. There's just a lot of... Just the things that surround Buddy and the superstar. Was it Buddy that got in trouble for peeing on a girl at a club or a bar or something like that? Pretty sure he got his dick out and peed on a girl. He was peeing on, like, the thing and it went (laughs) on her foot. Well, that seems like Happy a buddy to thing spread to do. that rumour. Let's spread it. You heard it here, boys. Um, <laughs> my second one um, is to a guy that's been copying a little bit of media recently uh, for, for rumours of similar things. Um, but the Wayne Carey uh, saga back when it happened, when it turned out he'd been going to... He was married. His best mate and captain were married and he'd been going to town on his wife and had to mm. leave the club in a very successful period of their time. So that would have been about 2000, I imagine. Yeah. Um, and, um, and yeah, ended up going to Adelaide for a couple of years and blah, blah, blah. Uh, that was just unreal at the yeah. time, particularly. Who would have Wayne, thought? Wayne Carey. Wayne Carey. And so we still don't really know if he ever ended up reading Carlisle's missus to get to even it all up. <laughs> um, we, don't, we can only hope. Um, yeah, we'll never know. That's why there's scandals. Well, maybe we will soon. Who knows? Um, who's your number one, buddy? Well, they all seem to be sex-related is where we're headed with all of ours. <laughs> and my number one is probably the greatest, <laughs> Ricky Nixon. <laughs> Good story about him. Go on, though. <laughs> Mate, Ricky Nixon getting around the St Kilda schoolgirl. St Kilda girl. And those photos coming out of him on, do you call it on all twos or kneeling? Oh, I don't know. Didn't he just lose the plot though? Yeah, it, in a big way. a very short period of time. Um, I think he was having some issues, some personal issues obviously, wasn't himself, but 
you know, him getting around that young girl isn't, you know, wouldn't be medically recommended or personally recommended to as a pick-me-up. But she was, she was a very good-looking young girl, and you can see how he did it, but, you know, should have known better. Ricky Nixon, number one. Very hectic. Um, so he lives pretty close to my sister in Port Melbourne. Um, and uh, my old man visits a lot. Like, I've got two... Um, and two nephews now, so he goes over there quite a bit, him and mum. And and just on the coffee strip in Bay Street in Port, Mel- Port Melbourne, um, Ricky Nixon sits at the bottom. There's like a cafe underneath his house and he sells memorabilia. Like we think it's because he's sort of like broke. Um, and so my old man always walks past and says hello to him and has chats with him. And then <laughs> Rob Dog will constantly be like, oh, I saw Ricky Nixon again today and send me photos. And he reckons that he's, he's trying to sell this signed Richmond thing in a frame. And he's like, oh, the Richmond one's still there. And Ricky Nixon going to be like, oh, mate, that one's not going to sell at all. Like, they have banter. Like, I reckon Ricky Nixon would recognize my dad. That's how how often he reckons he sees him. But yeah. He could be young. listed then. Rob Dog, recommend it. Yeah, he probably wouldn't true. like the fact he's getting number one. But you know, it's, not a, it's not the worst list. I reckon he would. He's, he seems like he likes the attention now. He's trying to sell like appearance fees to footy clubs and stuff like that. Sounds like he's paid for us to drop his little stall, like advertising. <laughs> yeah, if you need to buy like, some weird, like get around, yeah, get around, Ricky Nixon's memorabilia it's near stand. Some, it's near some bakery cafe thing. Um, it's very. It's in the middle of Bay Street, mate. You can you always see it. Um, so my number one, and it's probably not the most outrageous thing that happened of the whole saga. But Ben Cousins' run, swim run, where he ran away from the car at a mm. bridge bus, swam across the river, and then you know ended up at Heathcote in uh, Applecross, and was like asking the staff if he could borrow the phone to call a cab and stuff like that. That is just the most one of the most outrageous stories. Um, and Man, uh, that is a big swim. And, yeah, it is, and it's pretty gross in that river. There's rumours of bull sharks, like. Pfft. Um, it's, it's outrageous. And so that was the middle of the Such's life. That was a, probably one of the first bad, bad things that happened. And everyone's um, like, he's just, he's just a bit off. Yeah. Ooh, a normal thing to do. Yeah, and now he's still now he's in jail, isn't he? So yeah. That's poor, just been a slide. Cousins. Been a big old but slide. That rounds out the top three. Hopefully our boys, hopefully shout out to Spencer. He gets around it and comments on, on his. I know he'll probably have... Yeah, or mate, give me two seconds. We've got a new, we've got a number two ticket holder. Um, (laughs) Oh, Catfish McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, well, I love that. That was a good Catfish McCarthy as well. Um, Cameron Whiteford, what a legend. Um, So, Cameron, you can have the number two ticket holder spot. And as soon as um, as Chris gets his T-shirt of the Dork Talk T-shirts, if they ever get made, then second Mm. one's coming to you, Cam. Yeah, as soon as uh, I can draw us good enough on a shirt, we'll start selling them. Yeah, exactly. They'll go on sale at Ricky Nixon's Oh, stall. well, he'll sell them signed by you and me. <laughs> They'll go next to the Richmond thing. <laughs> um, all right, should we, should we have a look at some predictions? Next. Do you want to look at the predictions for the remainder of the season? Predictions the season. in the roughies. Uh, why don't we do the rest of the season, then we can move into some... Some we'll dive into some football. We should get yeah. into a bit of football. So you've asked me to name the top four? Yeah, you go through your top four. I've done a top four and then who I think will probably come in the second four. So top eight. top four for me locked in 
and I will put them in as top two as well. So top two of the top four, GWS and Adelaide. Mm. Um, yep. I think they're just in that GWS. Uh, yeah, I think GWS will finish on top. I think Adelaide will finish second because of the, the Adelaide Oval and a lot of home games. Yep. And I think they'll have some tough away ones, but they'll get enough wins to get there. Third for me is Geelong. I agree with those three so far. And then the fourth is a very interesting one, especially when you look at the ladder. And I came to fourth based on teams that I thought couldn't. So these are my teams that can't. I can't see Port getting in the top four. Okay. I can't see the Eagles doing it. But they were a tough one. They were they would be if they would be the ones that just missed out on the top four. Yeah. I can't see Richmond doing it. I can't see Melbourne doing it. Yeah. So who do you think it is? Richmond. Essendon. Essendon, sneaky. No, I don't think Richmond... Do. I think Essendon are eighth, maybe. Yeah. Hang on, you think Essendon or Richmond? <laughs> no, I think Essendon, Essendon could make the top four. I top think they're four, eighth I currently. I think they're yeah. going to round off the four based on... And it's tight one Well, look, the interesting thing is... Eagles. Being eighth at the moment means you're a game out of top three, basically. And, and yeah. you're a game out of, you know, 15th, so... Essendon um, seem to be improving a lot. Like they're playing yeah, some I good agree. football. Essendon are going to be really good next year, I'd say. Yeah, um, they're good, exciting to watch. They're good to watch. I, I enjoy watching them. Big Danaher. I agree. I reckon you could flip a coin over who comes first out of Adelaide and GWS, but it'll be those yeah. two. I'd agree with Geelong. Um, I did put Port in fourth. So you did? I am wary of Port because they can pile it on. They're a good attacking team, and they haven't been beaten by those good teams by much. Yeah, um, I think Eagles will come fifth or sixth. I reckon Richmond will make finals. They're not that bad. <laughs> um, and I think Melbourne will come probably seventh to be rounded out by one of the Dogs, Essendon, Saints or Sydney. I yeah. think you could raffle the seventh and eighth spots. And well, it's it'll a tough, be, it's it'll be good year. Mm. Great year. And then from there, a lot of those teams have beaten other teams. So Melbourne have beaten, you know, Adelaide, whatever, all those sort of things. So um, it's it's going to be a similar season to last year in terms of, you know, low ladder position could mean you still make the grandy. Yeah, if we can figure out how to copy and paste audio at the end of the year, we'll copy and paste these predictions in, but probably won't. We'll probably just read them to you. Or we'll just pretend like we, we got it right. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, so where do you see Frio, just in terms of games won, not necessarily on the ladder? Because I think the ladder's more irrelevant. Well, we talked about the tough four after the break. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't looked much further than that. <sighs> My gut is that we can win another four to six games. I was. I don't know where they'll come from. I haven't looked at the draw, but I reckon we'll get one or two in the next five weeks. And I think every home game, if you consider it that... Most home games, and even every, depending on how we play, are, are possibly possible winners for us. Especially, you know, teams can be teams are very up and down this year, so how they travel, things like that. So, we would hope I would I would consider that, you know, pretty good. I mean, if we end up, it's going to be a tough year to make the eight, especially given our, <laughs> given our percentage our, of twelve. Yeah, 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 almost negative percentage. So yeah, but that's that's similar to what what I was thinking, mostly based on. You know, we hopefully winning a few home games, which would be nice for ticket holders like us. I'd like this, the the floor to be ten games. I think double figure games would be a really good improvement from last year. 
Um, yeah. Knowing what we need to work on, knowing where we need to fill gaps still. And um, I think 13 to 14 gets you roughly top eight on average. This year, yeah, probably 13. Uh, so if we can get 10 this year and hopefully and then, look to improve. Then, yeah, and then we look to improve and beat the bottom side next year maybe. Um, <laughs> who knows? Um, yeah, so look, I'm looking at 10, 11, hopefully 12 probably is the ceiling. Things have to yeah. be pretty well for us. I think we don't make finals, but um, but you know, I don't think final is necessary this year for us. No. All right, should we have a little bit of a look at punting? Yeah, the punt club, the Ruffy boys, and also extending it now to those in the tipping leagues where they need to start throwing in a few Ruffies to climb that ladder. I don't get involved in tipping, I think. The bye weeks were pretty harsh on tippers. Like, there's a lot yeah. of dodgy games. Shout out to my mate, Matt McAuliffe, leading his accounting firm, Pitcher Partners, tipping by three. He's doing very well. He's a good leading tipper. Leading by three? Oh, no. Yeah, leading by three. Is he an Essendon supporter? No, he's an Eagles supporter. Oh, his brother's okay. an Essendon supporter that's for no the, reason. That's the guy you were, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so last week you went for the Demons in a to- in a rough week in terms of um, there weren't too many. Yeah, upsets. not a super roughie, $2.30. $2.30, and you had your fourth win of the season. I mm-hmm. went for Carlton at three ten over Gold Coast, and they won for my sixth win of the season, and that puts us at both three in a row. So we are six from six from the last three games. That is a lot We've... of roughies. <laughs> We, Jared Ruffhead would be uh, very pleased with us. Which makes this week, I mean, calling out the tippers to follow us to get around us. So we're going to have to be on our way game this week. We're back to a full week, so we've got some good roughies to choose from. And on the back of getting my boys into, into the, the top, top four, four, I'm going to get around Essendon this week to beat Sydney at home. I've almost made it my pact for the season from being burnt a bit early that I don't get involved in Sydney games because they're so unpredictable. Um, yeah. Last, last yeah. week was was case in point as well. Um, so Sydney out. Um, so I went this week with the Ruse, $2.90 versus a woeful dog. So, you know, the dogs will come back. You know, they're a pretty tough side. But they're without a couple of injuries. The Ruse, mm. you know, are playing that badly off a bye. King John Yun is out. We're not sure how he's feeling. King John. Well, yeah, we, we'll ask him. We'll ask him on his doorstep. We'll wake him up tonight, maybe. Um, <laughs> give him a call at midnight. Knock on his door. Set off his fire alarm. Yeah. So two dollars ninety for a team that's playing pretty well versus again sports bet. I mean, it was only just the other week that Gold Coast came off a good win. Hawks came off a big loss, and they put Gold Coast in as the underdog. Doing the same mm. thing this time. Dogs got smashed. On yeah, Sunday. and you can't you can't buy confidence. You can't buy form. I don't know where they're getting these odds from, man. And you can't well, buy effort. It's a betting thing, but I don't know why people are backing the dogs in so hard. Um, alrighty, so I guess last thing is to have a little chat about Geelong. Yeah, since it is a Dockers-based podcast, <laughs> we should maybe talk it's about them. Been mainly just rumour and innuendo today, but um, it's off a bye week, so there's less to talk about. Um, so what are some things you want to see this week, maybe just from the team in general? Well, probably for me, a game that I can watch four quarters of, Sunday morning, and yeah. happily watch it. I'd just like to see a contest, you know? Yeah. Just, just good effort. I don't mind the boys. You know, they can turn it over. 
you know, we can we can get done by Geelong, but I think we can lose, well, you know, at least play in a positive manner and, and just come out constructive. Like, we have to produce some moments of good football. And, yeah, would really like, not on a full four quarter, but just a lot of effort, really. I think they just haven't, they haven't been able to get going before the bye. No, and I hope the bye came at the right time because they were really playing some poor games. So I completely agree. Effort, so to see some intent and effort, which we didn't really see against Brisbane, um, and pressure. So there was something that came out and said we were 18th for pressure acts. So, yep. you know, tackles, near, near smother, all those little things were 18th in it by a fair way. So, you know, maybe that's something, that's the Ross Lyon brand, man. I'd like yeah. to see Ross get a bit fired up this week. Um, you know, make it so that there's a bit of feeling from his point as well. And I'd also like to see a lot of youth get a run. Um, and and why not? You know, it probably doesn't matter if we win or lose, but we want to, that's how we go about it. And why not get them in to oh. to be running that sort of play from the inside rather than, you know. Um, and looking yeah. to some final predictions... I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna lock mine in early, and I've locked it in for most of the year. Cam McCarthy, pack some extra baggage for Geelong, mate. Pack yeah. a big old beach bag. Yeah, come home with a bag. You know, do yourself. He's he's just been that little bit off, and I think maybe he's he, maybe he's trying too hard, or he's because he just looked like in the contest he was just that little bit out and wasn't quite getting there, or was missing it, or misreading it, and. It was there, and we've been saying it a lot, but I'd just like to see it click for him, just in one, you know, maybe get a few things go his way, early free kicks, something like that, but we'd just like to see him kick a bag, because he's going to be a great player, and I look forward to watching the old catfish, rickety cricket. <laughs> uh, 100%, shout out to you, Cam Whitewood, um, but I, I agree, and just on some personal reflective time in the bye, I, I realised that... Cam Mack and Kirsten both haven't really played a full season of football. Cam Mack did in that first year, but then had a yeah. full year off. Kirsten's been in and out like a yo-yo, like an Elliot yo-yo. <laughs> um, so really, you know, they're playing their first season of footy. Treat them like a draftee. They're going to have a lull in the middle when they all start fatiguing and, you know, getting sore. and um, They're not really battle-hardened yet, so... Yeah, fair enough that they needed the week off and hope that yeah. they can respond. Um, what have you got for me? For you. Spring it on you? Yeah, good question. You I... just go with my usuals, either like Fife having a hell of a good game or Catfish kicking a bag. You know what I want to see? I want to see Stephen Hill back to where he was six yeah. or seven weeks ago. Pretty hammy. Um, yeah, I want to see him back. Sorry, Hopefully yeah. spent some time with his brother over the break. Yeah, exactly. Well, we wouldn't know, but... Um, oh, Brad Hill's got an awesome dog. Do you follow him on Instagram? No. I tell you, they don't approve me. Oh, I got approved. I think he's public. Um, he's got a I great wanna... Dane, man. It's a big dog. Um, made me like Brad Hill a lot more. Um, the wings at Sk- Simmons, sorry, not Skilled Stadium anymore. Very similar-sized stadium to... Yeah, Super very Apple. narrow, very narrow. Um, so I'm not sure if it suits Brad Hill as much as it might suit Stephen Hill, but um, I'd like to see Stephen Hill. We know what he can do at that ground, keep winning goals and to go, to go into prelims and all sorts of mm-hmm. things. So He's in the promo. He is. Um, 
So are a lot of other people at the pub or in a movie that we're not sure yet. Can you find out about that? <laughs> no, I still no, I don't know what YouTube clip it's off, but I'll look into it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I want to say. Stephen Hill to hit 25 touches and have an impact. Well, I hope Sunday morning we get to, you know, watch a good four quarters from the boys and then we'll look to reflect next week. hope everyone gets around and watches the game and we're in for, a, you know, more enjoyable four quarters, more positive. In for a treat, I think. Hopefully a surprising treat. All right, on that note. All right, thank you, Matt. Thanks for coming safe. in again. Stay safe and uh, shout out to our number one and number two ticket holders. And thank Ducky. you, boys. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to the great man. All right, see you later. See you, mate.